Ron Rivera talks Chase Young. FedEx gets a refresh. And the name debate just won't go away. All that and more on your Daily Commanders update for 31 August. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. I'm Nathan Perry here from Ref the District on the Believe Network. Wherever you get your audio podcasts, you can listen to us right here also on YouTube. I'm the only one here today, so let's get this moving right along for your Daily Commanders update on 31 August. First things up, we got some roster moves here. Tyler Larson and Abdullah Anderson making the 53 now. Tyler Larson was expected, and that goes with the Federian Mathis going to IR. That is a short-term IR. F.A. Obata dealing with the potential engine uh, injury he's going on IR Abdullah Anderson is a defensive tackle gonna fill in there probably for Fedarian Mathis but both of those two back on there Tyler Larson like I mentioned was expected they're paying money to both those uh, individuals that uh, they've signed on so it made sense to bring them on Mathis being injured you get Anderson to kind of fill in as that fourth defensive tackle the biggest thing from all of this though means that John Ridgeway is going to be seeing a lot more snaps as Mathis has only seen one game since he was drafted last year in the second round. Kind of big talk there with the second round curse and the team and everything, but John Ridgeway really showing out last year. We'll see what he can do in the sophomore season as he's going to get extended playing time with Mathis being out. F.A. Obata was a little bit of a surprise to be put on injured reserve patella engine injury with him. You just want to keep him off that leg as much as possible until it kind of calms down and you can get him back. Uh, He was a productive member of that defensive line last year. So hopefully they get something from the young guys taking his spot in the meantime, but we'll see what's going on. Uh, We have claim update information here. Ben Standig reporting, that the commanders did attempt to go after tight end Elijah Higgins. Higgins played under QB coach Tavita Pritchard while they're at Stanford together. This one was kind of an interesting kind of note for me that they attempted to put in a claim. They lost out because there's four teams that put in a claim, Arizona being the first. So Higgins went to Arizona. So they will still get to see him. They just won't see him in Burgundy and Gold anytime soon. Washington surprisingly had kept four tight ends. Curtis Hodges was not expected to make the 53, but he ended up making it. I asked whether or not that means Logan Thomas isn't as healthy as we think he is. And the answer at the time seemed to be, no, he's progressing and it should be fine. They just like Curtis Hodges. They wanted to keep him around. Even Ron Rivera talked about how, you know, these Curtis Hodges are hard to find, right? I mean, he's, Six foot eight, very athletic. Uh, he's working and developing still in the position, so you didn't want to lose him. Totally understandable. But now you're going to go after Higgins, a tight end on the waiver claims. That, to me, again, kind of brings back to how close is Logan Thomas to coming back? Now, Logan Thomas wasn't put on injured reserve like Mathis or F.A. Obata, so one would think that they that uh, Logan Thomas is going to be coming back a little bit sooner than later, but going after tight ends, this is, we've only heard from Ron Rivera and company, how much they like this tight end room. Maybe it's just a case of wanting to get a guy they're familiar with. As I mentioned, they had the tie to Washington's QB coach. 
but it just still seems a little odd to me that if they were so happy with this position and you know they're keeping four players that they're going to go after another one whose spot would have Higgins have taken because he would have gone to the 53 if he was picked up off of waivers probably Curtis Hodges maybe I'm not sure he ends up not going to Washington but it was a very interesting thing of note Washington commanders in practice today for the last time before actually prepping for the Cardinals. That's right. Football's coming back. We're a week away, essentially, uh, from real-time football, actual football. Love to hear that. Love to see that. Did not really enjoy hearing some of this injury update news. Cody Barton, Jeremy Reeves, just out with an illness. Not too bad. Terry McLaurin has been in a walking boot at least up until Tuesday. Uh, so he's still sitting out as he works back from that toe injury. Dax Milne nursing that hamstring injury. That was one that I thought was going to cost him a roster spot as he was battling against a fan favorite in Kashmir Allen. Allen in the practice squad, Dax Milne right now trying to get work his way back. He did play that final preseason game. Lower leg injuries like that, hamstrings and uh, and tight muscles, those just don't go away. So we'll, he'll probably be nursing that throughout the season. We'll see how much that impacts him on the field. Uh, another kind of injury update for you. The big one is Chase Young. Too bad Stoner's not here for this one because you know he would have quite the epic rant here. Chase Young is progressing from that singer injury. Okay, that's baseline here ron rivera though not seemingly happy to continue to have to talk about this subject as uh, we have the kind of text from it here the biggest thing i can tell you is is the guy is practicing and doing everything we need him to do right now as he's getting ready for the opener i have no idea what the doctor is going to do but i do know right now that he's told him he can continue to progress and get himself ready to go so until then, there's nothing we can tell you, nothing we can say. We'll have the medical report come out on Wednesday. That, to me, just sounds like a coach that is tired of answering about a player's availability when he himself is probably frustrated. Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio were probably really looking forward to having Chase Young back on this defense. This is a defense that ranked very high last year. Then you get a player of Chase Young's caliber to come back he was supposed to be healthy. Obviously, last year he played a few games, but that was his first few games back from his lower leg injury. And now he's dealing with another one, and I just feel like there's some frustration there from Coach Ron Rivera and not having Chase Young be available to them and also probably some of that old-school mentality of just like, hey, you look fine to me, play through it, even though – there, we know that these things tend to linger. So there is, in fact, more there behind the Chase Young injury than we originally thought as uh, the stinger has lingered a little bit. Co the coach did mention how the, the doctor had kind of cleared him for some activities. So he is trying to work back. Coach Ron Rivera also saying how, you know, Chase Young is doing the things that's asked of him. So he's trying, I think he's trying to get away and in, in through all of this and trying not to put Chase Young in a bad position, but also just try to answer the questions, be a little coy. We'll see what that Wednesday uh, update is next week, as that'll be the first injury report of the season. See whether or not they list him as questionable. 
for the game against the Cardinals. You would like to have everyone on deck for that game. Coming also is the Jamin Davis update. He will not face any legal issues throughout the season. He is going to be clear of that. The, the It's been pushed to March 4th. His, um, his uh, defense attorney and prosecutor, they pushed it to get past even the uh, Super Bowl. So hoping, fingers crossed, that that, is, uh, that part comes to fruition. But at the very least, he's not going to face anything until afterwards. So he can still go into a plea agreement uh, but before the March 4th deadline. Uh, March 4th, it seems like they're headed towards a jury. So that's kind of an interesting thing for the Commonwealth of Virginia that they're going to do a jury conviction for the reckless driving. So I expect we'll see that this does get into a plea agreement. But the main thing for Jim Davis and the Washington Commanders is that he will be available this entire season. So they'll get him for a full 17 games. Important because Washington only kept four linebackers. They did sign Jabril Cox to the practice squad. A nice addition there from the Cowboys. But that is still very paper thin, even if Washington doesn't run the four, three, as often as, you know, more, some other teams, they still want quality players here. Jamin Davis is a quality linebacker in this system. He's got some side to side speed. We saw him progress very well in a sophomore season, and he's making more of an impact. He has seemed to given up some reps to Cody Barton, but now that the legal issues have been pushed to after the season. I expect Jamin Davis to solidify himself as linebacker one. So we'll see how that works with Jamin as that continues on. Uh, moving on to stadium information here as the commanders announced that they are putting $40 million into FedEx. Big time investment here from the commanders as this is, this is going to be their home until probably 2031. We don't have a new stadium plan underway right now. Obviously, Virginia is trying to uh, get themselves into position. Maryland has already talked about it. There's been some movement in the D.C. front as well. But FedEx is going to be home to the commanders for at least the next probably eight years here. So $40 million going into making our game day experience more adventurous. There's things that... Uh, they're going to put scanning pedestals there, new ticket uh, uh, scanning pedestals, hopefully able to get you in and out of the gates a little bit earlier there. There's point of sale up, uh, updates. Commanders, Commanders branded imagery is going to be pushed around the stadium, maintenance, repairs, lower bowl paint. Uh, all these things are going to be good there. They got DJ Cool coming there to the live pregame concert for the first uh, game there. And... 675 beers, $6.75 beers. That is a big time price drop from where they were before. Now, whether or not that's a full can or other that, we'll have to wait and see. But that they, one of the biggest complaints fans had last year was you were paying $16 for a beer. Now they're trying to, you can see that that's kind of coming that, their way. They've partnered with Seat Geek. That's going to be your sponsor for the Legends Plaza. Bud Light back again with the team has got the Bud Light end zone. All that stuff's going to open up an hour before the rest of the stadium is opened up. They want fans to come here and to this reimagined pregame ritual. Uh, hopefully, some of those things this improves that guest experience 
for fans as FedEx has been kind of at the bottom of all of the stadiums in regards to fan experience. Hopefully this is doing good. And as more and more fans pour through, I imagine we'll see some more and more improvements on that. The last thing I want to talk about today was uh, Joe Theismann getting himself into the name debate. Yesterday we had uh, president commander's president, jump on 106.7 The Fan and say the name is not going to be Redskins, period, dot, right? We're putting it We're putting it on there. There's not going to be the name. The Redskins thought that, okay, we're done. We're over. We don't have to do it. Here we got Joe Theismann picking the scab and getting on the Pat McAfee show, trying to get himself, uh, Joe Theismann, trying to get himself back into, you know, relativity or whatever, you know, relevancy, uh, saying, I think Washington wants to move for towards a new name. I think Joe Theismann says, of course, this just opens up the discussion with everybody else because they think Joe knows. Joe does not know, okay? Joe is not attached to the commander's organization anymore. He hasn't been for years. But here we are now, People talking about the name again. I get it. People don't want the commander's name. But as long as the Washington commanders win football games, people are going to come on board. But until that happens, here we go. Joe Theismann bringing himself into the name debate. The day after. The day after was supposed to have been ended by President Jason Wright. We'll see how all that goes. This has been your daily commander's update for 31 August. So until next time, be a fan.